0: Welcome to another episode of the Teaching Canada's History podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Campbell, and today we are speaking with the finalists for the 2023 Governor-General's History Award for Excellence in Teaching. Created in 1996, the award recognizes best practices in teaching Canadian history and is an opportunity to highlight the important work that teachers and students are doing to interpret and share the stories of the past. For more information about the Governor-General's History Awards, visit canadashistory.ca. awards Today I'm speaking with Andre Butan Maloney, a high school teacher in Fort Capel, Saskatchewan. Thanks for chatting with me today, Andre.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Brooklyn.
0: To start things off, can you tell us more about the project that you and your students did?
1: Um, well, it, it started out as uh, this mapping exercise, but we wanted to layer in this idea of some—you know—not just mapping for the sake of mapping, but some deeper meaning, some social justice, and so. What we really created was a a self guided walk uh, of our community, uh, where people can walk around and, and be you know physically present on the on a location, and then look at the world through kind of a treaty lens, or look at the space through a treaty lens and its historical significance. At the time, I had a a colleague who was exploring this idea with her students, this uh, walking with a treaty mindset and we thought that we could use this um, idea, you know, to map these locations around the community. And at the same time, we started working with uh, GIS mapping and the Arc Story Maps uh, software. And we started to see the the capabilities of this um, technology to overlay information over top of geographical locations. And so we thought, why don't we combine these two ideas? we'll We'll take the treaty walk idea and combine it with physical locations and then overlay it on this kind of uh, uh, digital platform. And so I guess I would kind of think of it as like if you were to create an information panel for a historical location, right? You'd go to that location, you'd you'd read the marker there. there's some pictures and text and images and uh we're doing that but we're doing that with our cell phone so um when you go to that location there's not a big you know marker there but you can pull that up and there's pictures and text and and links to you know more information that helps you know the viewer kind of get that message so um we uh we took that idea um and so I guess, you know, the way we started, we had a little bit to go with, but once we mapped everything all around, uh, we looked and they, oh, there's big space between these two points or, you know, this, you know, this idea isn't really in there or this location isn't really in there. And so we had this kind of time where we kind of brainstormed ideas and it really led to kind of a, a full revamp of, of the treaty walk that was a guided walk at the time. Like you, you'd actually go with a person who would guide you around and um, then uh, I think that point, um, you know, it, it, this is, I, I wish I could say I had a big master plan from the beginning, but it's a—it's uh, just something that kind of evolved. And so then I just started, uh, um, I like, you know, when I try something new like this, I usually f- follow this format of like, I do, we do, you do. So um, to build that capacity with the students. So I went and I picked a point and then I did some research on it. And I thought like, this is a good message that we could use from this point. And uh, so I created it and then I added in the images and text, and, and then uh, we went out as a whole class and, okay, let's experience this point as, as a visitor would. And so we did that. I did that one as kind of example, So the students kind of knew like, this is what we're going for. Um, and then we went back to the classroom and, we started, uh, looking at a route and we started putting all these ideas all over the board and the wall. And it was like, just a mess. Like there was things everywhere. And, uh, um, I, I, it was like a detective movie where they have the pictures and they got strings drawn all across. And, uh, at the time I was like, I don't know where this is going yet, but, uh, it's good learning. And we're just going to like follow this for a bit and see what happens. And, um, and the students, uh, we, we picked some locations and, and we thought, okay, there's a big gap here. Let's, let's go, let's go outside and let's go to that, around that space and see what we can find there. And uh, we went over there and there's this old school in town and it was kind of between these two places. We thought, you know, this would be a good spot uh, to talk about residential schools. It, it wasn't a residential school, but um, minutes away, we actually have the Coppell Indian residential school, um, the industrial school that, it was actually the last residential school to close in Canada in 1998, and it's just like six minutes from Fort Capel. So we thought, let's use this spot to to talk about that and how education was an important uh, negotiation item in the treaties, and then how that you know shifted to residential schools, and is one of the like ultimate failures of the government's treaty responsibilities, really, um, and so that became that that place to, to talk about that idea. Um, so we did a few kind of we do's together like that, where we picked some of the heavier ones and then uh, students would research and, oh, this is a good picture or, or this is a uh, good information. Uh, we spent time, like we went to Libret, went to the site of the residential school. The, the old gate is still standing and we took pictures there and uh, we went to the Church and the local museum. Uh, We spoke with elders and knowledge keepers, community members that had attended that school, and and uh, just built kind of some research and information from around that. and And we did that several times, and um, we started plotting the information. You know, the the strings and the pictures and everything started to you know move around and become a little bit more uh, uh, ordered. Um, And then the students. I guess, moved into this stage where they each picked a, a point to work on. And uh, I, I too, like picked another point and we just kind of worked uh, independently, but we come across, Oh, this is a good quote. I think this will go well with yours. Or um, I think this piece uh, will move all this information over into this one. And then yours will be, you know, it's too big right now. And we, we just kind of went through this process of refining and, um, I don't think it's something that's done. it's just something that's like a living document. we continue to like edit or we find mistakes and we're like, oh, we gotta go in and fix this piece and uh, it's still happening even like today uh, there's there's things that we add or new new information comes along and and we do that and then uh, we took all that and we created this uh, map and a QR code and uh, we create a pamphlet for uh, we have a visitor center in town as well as within the provincial park and we created these pamphlets and put them there and and we released it to the world so that people could you know go out and do some learning and and relearning really about uh the treaty relationship here in Canada so that's kind of the big project and kind of how we went about it I I uh, it's not something that maybe just fits the perfect mold of everyone's classroom but uh, I think there's a beautiful part that uh, every place in this country really has a connection to the treaty story. And um, we started with a little, you know, a starting point, but I think any anyone could take this and just pick a location and, and go there with this mindset of thinking about what this space means to treaty. And um, I've seen uh, like elementary school teacher do it and, you know, what does sharing mean and it really bringing it down to a level with those students or or uh, taking your class out there and talking about it in relation to what you're learning about in the classroom at that moment so uh, sometimes i'll take my class we won't do the whole walk but hey we're talking about um, urban reserves we have one in town let's go see and we'll go stand out there and and talk about it and and be present on that location it has a little bit more impact than just uh maybe hearing about it in the classroom so
0: i love all the tangible elements of this project you know your students are actually doing history and as you said working within community and and learning about the land with which they're they're on um can you speak to how the project allowed your students to utilize and strengthen their historical thinking skills
1: okay yes um the creation of Finding Ground at Treaty Walk and role of Fort Capel, Saskatchewan, I think includes this wide range of historical activities and processes. So um, one of the, you know, the major step is researching into the history and the significance of treaty and its connection to tangible locations in the community. Um, this, you know, we're looking at historical documents, records, uh, interviewing local experts, elders, going to the museum, exploring landmarks and historical sites, choosing which of those um, are the most significant, the most impactful uh, for the message that we want to convey, um, looking at kind of source information and, and uh, material and and considering, uh, you know, which of these narratives are, are trustworthy and uh, and also like fact-checking, right? Like going and looking through these uh, different ideas and like, okay, we have this, does that... Align, and it's really, I think, a challenging task because there's multiple truths here. That um, when you look at the uh, Indigenous and non-Indigenous experience in Canada, there's there's multiple truths, but they're often divergent. And so, trying to figure out, you know, is this truth is uh, a really important piece, and and why is this truth kind of not been the part of the narrative that most of us have learned growing up. Um, so, you know, it's really looking at how treaties were interpreted differently on each of these sides, and uh, how, that, uh, how that difference has shaped our current understanding of them even. Um, so, you know, just a simple example, like right at the start, uh, maybe I think it's the second point, uh, we're talking about the Doctrine of Discovery and this European idea of terra nullis, that oh, if land is empty, it could be claimed, and contrasting that idea with uh, the indigenous point of view that uh, we don't own land, that we belong to the land, and, and we're part of nature, uh, not above it, right? And so how those kind of uh, different beliefs inform how we understand what treaty really is. Um and then, you know, all that kind of learning is like, you know, and it's not a linear process, right? You go down a hole and you you go around in there and then it's a deeper hole somewhere else. And it just, um, I, I don't know how to always quantify it, but um, there's this process of like learning all these bits and then selecting which are the most useful and, and, uh, Deciding which of these best convey that significance or uh, it's, a, it's a curation process, right? That you, you choose like this picture is going to go with this quote and this element and this information and, and uh, not just that, but like we're not there, right? So in the guided tour, people could ask questions and you could like fill in the blanks. But here the students really had to think about like, what if they didn't know this? And so they had to kind of fill in the information and kind of, we tried to write it as a kind of like a guide in absentia, like you're there, but you're not there. Right. And and to give that kind of information so that the viewers could, or the visitors could uh, really get a full experience out of it. Um, and I think there's this aspect of connecting the dots um, and looking at how Relationships change over time, and and how uh, those pieces kind of come together. And so, like one that we really spent some time thinking about is right now we have a farmers market in town, and uh, that farmers market is located on starbanked Cree Nation land, and uh, it is kind of a circular uh, piece here, where you know initially. We have a government that wants to really transition the indigenous population into this European agrarian economy, and then the number of treaties have you know negotiated elements for like um, farming implements, for livestock, for education to to transition to this uh, way of life, and then um, we have a, a stifling of that process through things like the Peasant Farmers Act and uh, the Permit Pass System. And then Indian agents then using that failure uh, to really succeed as justification for illegally selling off reserve land. And how, you know, today that has a a result that there's, you know, not a strong economic base on many reserves because that happened. Right. So this kind of connecting the dots uh, piece is really kind of a, a, a high level learning experience, I think, for the students. And I think that kind of ties into this kind of ethical judgment piece of historical thinking that um, we have to really look at the role of things like power and privilege, um, how, you know, systemic discrimination in the treaty making process um, happened. And, and then not just that, but I think we sometimes get stuck in the past that all these things happened, but what are we doing about it now? So um an example i think that would be really nice is that um you know how are we working to uh to work through reconciliation decolonization today and uh so in town we have uh, an urban reserve it's a uh, PetroCan and uh, tim hortons and uh what that really is is uh the specific claims process has allowed uh has a, the specific claims process has allowed uh, First Nations to purchase land in urban centers and then convert that to reserves so that they could have an economic base or develop an economic base. So um, I think that's, you know, a pathway forward more than just all these things happened in the past. And I think that also is solution based and, and good for the students to recognize that, that there's progress happening, even though it's slow.
0: When you take a step back. When you reflect on the project as a whole, what impact do you think it had on your, your students learning? And maybe you can share some of the outcomes for for the community.
1: I think first and foremost, uh, I think the students kind of looked at it like like detective work, right? That they were like going out and, and learning um, and, and seeing the world through this kind of new lens, right? That uh, students said, like, I never looked at my town this way before. And I think that that was impactful. Um, and they knew that we were going to release this to the world, right? And I think there was this uh, pressure on them to, you know, do a good job. Like, my words are going to be out there. And uh, sometimes that's a little scary too. Um, but they were really actively engaged throughout this whole process. And the the project, I think, kind of ballooned to something bigger than we thought it would be. Um, but I, at the same time, I think that, I think there was a sense that we knew we were creating something a little bit bigger than ourselves here that once we released it that it, it could have some some impact um on the community and and the you know on the world or whatever um and i think they're pretty proud to see how it's kind of developed a, a bit of a life of its own um you know the you create something and it's kind of an artistic process you release it into the world and then you see kind of People interacting with it and doing new things with it, and you're like, "Whoa, oh, I never thought of that!" Um, so I think there's a sense of of pride there that um, their voices are reflected, and uh, there's some empowerment there too that uh, they they could share their knowledge and their understanding with others. And um, so I think there's you know every time I go to answer this question like this, there's there's so many multiple aspects of it. There's the learning that we did in the classroom. There's the product itself. There's, you know, as a visitor, how people uh, interact with it. And there's what other people doing. with it. There's so many pieces to this. Um, But I think what we really wanted was to, you know, create a a social justice piece where we promoted some understanding and some reconciliation um, between Indigenous and non-Indigenous ideas and provide some place for dialogue. To reflect about the legacy of of treaty, um, I think education has some responsibility, you know, to work on parts of truth and reconciliation. I think uh, people often get kind of stuck though when they go to do something like the, the problem's too big, and I, I think the treaty walk is a is a tool that could be used to kind of as a stepping stone or a way just to get started to do something and. I think, you know, as a visitor, if you go and do it as a visitor, there's a kind of inner work piece. So you go and you you, uh, go through the process where you really think about treaty in a new way. And it's relearning part of our shared history. And as a teacher and as students working on this project, I think it's that too. But it moves from kind of this idea of just inner work to outer work, where... We have the opportunity to maybe affect some change in people to, you know, just get them to think like plant a seed. Oh, I never thought about it through that perspective before. And I think really that's what we wanted. We didn't want to make it so it was like awful that people felt super guilty. And cause we knew that would just turn people off. Right. So we had to find this kind of fine line of like, we have to push an envelope, but not, not so much that it upsets people but it has to be enough that it gets people to really think about this in a new way. Um, So, so right now, like there, I, I get calls and messages and, and uh, other teachers are using it with their classes. They, they go out and they experience parts of the walk or um, we have teachers who are, uh, uh, I guess, not just teachers, but teachers who are out there, um, Using with their class, we have uh, school districts who have had their staff use it for PD. Um, so they're bringing those people around. And uh, I think the exciting piece for us is that uh, other, others are picking up and, and uh, using it in their communities, using it as a kind of a model and then walking around their own communities and creating their own walks like this and, and uh, making it accessible again for, for the learning experience and also for, for public uh we're excited that uh the university of regina they have a couple education classes they've been using it and exploring this concept as a new pedagogical process and i mean that's all that i'm kind of like in the low end i just do things with students and then we analyze them after and they're like oh you did all these things i'm like i didn't realize at the time i was doing that um but uh i I think sometimes you have a crazy idea and you work with students and it and it works out and, and you trust kids and and uh you, you come up with something pretty amazing. Um so you know at the university level or there's there's a new uh academic paper coming out where uh I guess I have the name of it here somewhere. Uh it's a publication called Material and Digital Artographic Explorations Walking Matters. And so there's a chapter in there where we explore this concept of treaty walking. Um, and then, you know, it's going to be released to an even wider audience. So it's exciting to see all these kind of things kind of develop from it. Um, and, and not just from our work, but from the work that started beforehand, right. With, uh, even the guided walk and this idea of working with, uh, uh indigenous students to create this work. So, I, I mean, I feel like I just took an idea that was starting to blossom and, and, uh, I took it my way and then others are, are still growing in another way. So um, just always excited to see what others are doing and, and uh, share, share this with others and, and let them take it where it works for them.
0: Thank you so much, Andre, for sharing more about the Treaty Walk and all of the wonderful learning that's taking place in your classroom.
1: Thanks so much for highlighting this and, and letting us share it. Thanks so much.